You there! This is Dave and Jason. Hey! From DC On Screen. It's that time again. We need help from you to grow our show. But keep listening because there's something in it for you. Give us a five-star written review on iTunes for a chance to win a free DC trade paperback, DVD, or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win. The winner will be randomly selected with a number generator on random.org and announced on one of our news episodes. It's pretty simple, really. Free stuff. Hooray! Anyway, yeah, seriously, do that. It helps us a lot. It's, like, so good. Anyway, sit back. Enjoy this brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 236. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Today we are going to get super spoilery on The Flash, 304, The New Rogues. Jesse and Harry are still around in training, which has turned Barry into Oliver. Wally and Jesse are getting closer, which has turned Harry into a curmudgeonly father. Cisco, Caitlin, and Harry agree that Harry will need to leave soon and must be replaced, which turns their group into a transdimensional fishing expedition. Barry and Iris are finally getting romantic, which is just plain freaking Joe out, which is in turn freaking Barry out. Also, Sam Scudder, the Mirror Master, has been inadvertently released from his reflective period and wants revenge against Leonard Snart. He finds his old love, now known as Top, discovers that Snart is out of the picture and goes on a mirror-themed crime spree, eventually trapping the Flash in a mirror. Harry and Sisko try to free Barry, but their freezer-themed technology isn't powerful enough, so Caitlin has to sneak in and crank up the frost. Barry stops Mirror Master, Jesse stops Top, Caitlin keeps her secret, and the fishing expedition finds a new Harry, who wants to be called HR, and likes Big Belly Burger just as much as Earth 2 Harry. I, I don't I don't know if they thought about asking about Big Belly Burger in the actual message they sent out, but I, I think they would have if they had time to go back and do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must love Big Belly Burger. I really enjoyed seeing the different Harrys. Yeah. I, I, I almost wanted the first guy, like the... The, the 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 cowboy guy. I really adored the idea of this yeah. super intelligent cowboy. <laughs> I could <laughs> I could probably have fun with him for a few episodes. Oh man, I could have dealt with any of them. I would like to see any of them. No, um, no, Dave, you I, can't trust a mime. You can't trust a mime. I forgot <laughs> about the mime. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked it all. I liked the steampunk um, version of Harry. That was good. Yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff. And I'm hoping the promo for next week is just a red herring, that HR isn't a bad guy. Yeah, the the whole, like, you don't have trust in this universe and all that. Yeah. But this this cool. HR is a lot of fun. Like, right before they leave, um, Harry's in the middle of saying, never, ever, no matter what, and then they take off. It's, <laughs> um, the, the HR character, we're going to have to get used to calling him HR, I guess, right? Um, yeah. It just goes, oh, man, like. I, I loved him freaking out about that. I liked his little jokes. Like, what does he say when he comes when he comes across the portal? It's real menacing. Oh, he greetings, Earthlings. It's, yeah, something like, something like that. But then he comes over and like everyone steps back. He's like, "Well, I'm sorry, sorry, bad timing, bad timing, bad joke." Oh, okay, I think I'm gonna That's like this. That's not my real voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think think I'm gonna like this guy. They grabbed the yeah. funny one, cool. <laughs> and it is. It's. Uh, I, I was that. talking to um, Chris Wisdom about this. Like, it, it's very. Uh, he's very Eddish, HR. Mm. Um. Yeah, he is. I was actually. Uh, he reminded me of um, JD's brother on Scrubs. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
who does in turn remind me of of Ed. They like that that version of Kavanaugh's performances is is the reason I started. Uh, I, like when I was when I knew he was coming on the show, I got super excited because I would, I'm like, oh man, we get to have Ed and the Flash. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Which um, you know, all those characters played by Tom Cavanaugh. In in case someone out there doesn't know, um, mm-hmm. I actually just saw a short film called Sidekick that um that Tom Cavanaugh was in. He played the bad guy. Um, sort of. It was um well, definitely, but it was um. Somebody from Once Upon a Time. I don't really watch, I don't watch that show, so I don't really know that. But um, mm-hmm. and Emily Bet Rich, Rickards from Arrow um, and Tom Cavanaugh, and um, it was sort of a superhero film. Yeah. But it was like superhero as a metaphor. Like the actual story was about a uh, a dad explaining to his son that he's got terminal cancer and he's gonna die soon. Mm. And uh, but in the in the actual in the superhero segment, it's like uh, Tom Cavanaugh is cancer or Dark Man. And the dad is, you know, Captain Strong, and he's always oh, okay. saving the he's always saving the damsel in distress, which is Emily Bett Rickards, the mother. And then, like, he's actually telling the son the story of the time that Captain Strong can't can't win, and he actually gets killed. And as he's dying, he brings in his sidekick, who's a little kid who's gonna save the the mother from now on. It was it's just <laughs> I got a little that, blubbery. That sounds super touching. <laughs> yeah, but Kavanaugh did a great did a great job as always. Right. Um, anyway, on over to uh, this episode of back The Flash, to, though. Back to the actual Flash. Um, back to The dude, Flash. Really phenomenal <laughs> lines on this. Um, and, man, it, you know, as brief as it was, how nice was it to see Snart again? It was nice. It was a lot of fun. And then um, do, do a little name check with him, like, dude, Snart left with some of our uh, friends on a trip. <laughs> on a trip. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I mean, and all the stuff with Joe and Barry... Um, as good as it always is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and poor, poor Barry trying to explain to Iris, he's like, he's your, he's our Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she just walks away. Let me know how, let me know how it goes. He's like, it's going to be awkward. So just trails off. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. You poor bastard. I don't envy that conversation. Yeah. Um, I did, I did laugh. I did laugh when he says, uh, when Barry told uh, Jesse never run in blind, huh? I've become Oliver. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was great. Um, got a case the point. You got it. Yeah. I like um, the. There's a whole multiverse of Harrison Wells. Well, you want one? Go get one. Right. That was fun. <laughs> um, this satellite is our fishing pole. Oh, it, so, and, and Cisco says like you put a riddle in there or something like that. Like, How dare you, sir? <laughs> it no the and I'll I'll skip right to my the best line of the episode and maybe the season so far. Not sure I can handle another Wells with your bedside manner. I care for you too, you jackwagon. <laughs> God, I love that. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I was hanging out with uh, Matt Carroll of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I was hanging out with him and we watched this episode together, and we like rewound that. We laughed so hard, like we didn't hear anything <laughs> that happened after that. <laughs> it was fantastic. That was great. Oh man. Those two have come a long way in their bromance. <laughs> I care for you too, you jackwagon. You jackwagon. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um So the uh the woman who's uh who who's clearly into Joe and at the very end uh asks him out and he's like, No, nah, I've got movie night with my kids. I don't know who she's gonna become, but I did write down, uh oh Joe, hashtag get it. Right. 
<laughs> right. It was disapp- I was disappointed when he did not hashtag get it. I mean, come on, man. What does he say to um to Barry too? Like, uh, oh yeah, uh, you're not the only one who gets nervous around here. Mm, yeah. I, I come to think of it, I don't think we've ever actually seen Joe attempt dating, have we? No, and I don't know why. Uh, apparently, because he gets super ass nervous and doesn't actually I guess so. go out, or even in this case, just accept the invitation to go out. Right. Like she did all the work for you, dude. Just go buy a dinner. <laughs> so, am I the only one thinking that like Harry and crew looking for another Harrison Wells throwing out that message to the entire multiverse is a really bad idea? Just begging eh, for trouble. Probably. I, I. I. They did seem to super encode it. So, uh, <laughs> if you make a message that's so clever that only other Harrison Wellses can possibly decode it, it's not too bad, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, Harrison Wells is a genius. You don't want to find the bad one. Oh well, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a real concern. Maybe they were just trusting that on on every Earth, Harrison eventually ends up being kind of charming, even if he starts being an asshole. <laughs> That's a huge bet, man. I would not I would not bet on even myself being a good person in any. I I I hardly keep it together in this one. I I can't imagine every other possible version of me being a good thing. Mm-hmm. What was the line we uh, Harrison Wells that? is a good person and not a jerk. We've never had that comb- that combination before. <laughs> something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. I didn't write that one down. Oh, he's nice and not evil. That's a combination of Harrison Wells we've not experienced. That was it. <laughs> mm, there you go. Um, I love that Harry mentioned McCullough with the mirror gun. Yeah, we'll name check dude. with that. Yeah, that was and awesome. And the guns. That's all I want. I don't want to actually see that cat. No, not that one. I wanted the Scott Earth, and uh, we haven't talked about Mirror Master yet, I guess, have we? But um, I've been excited about Mirror Master the whole time because I just like the guy's power. It's just mm-hmm. neat. I mean, I got nothing. There's no huge intellectual backing here. It's just neat. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought they did a great job with it here, man. Looked fantastic yeah. when he's throwing people into mirrors. Mm-hmm. I, I could have dealt with a little more of the uh, of what's inside there, like what's, what they see inside of the mirrors. Yeah, and it's it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, I wouldn't even would wouldn't even know where to start guessing as, as far as like what it must be like inside a mirror. And um, Barry has all that time to you know talk about his feelings and Iris's butt, I guess. But um, <laughs> they don't really go into like what's it what's it like in there? Dark. It's weird. <laughs> Which makes no sense to me because the first thing I would ask if I if I popped up and somebody was stuck in a mirror. I, the first thing I'd want to know is, like, okay, look to your left and right. What does it look like? And then they'd probably tell me, there is no left and right. And I'd be like, oh my god, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> uh, you're straight up baking my noodle, man. <laughs> what is this, some kind of mirror language? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. What else did they have in there? Oh, cute little nod when they're, uh, we've got HR now. He's introducing the crew. <laughs> this is Cisco Ramon. He can do anything. Mm-hmm. But, and, uh, oh, I did, on the way out, I did love the, uh, I would have been disappointed in the show if they hadn't done this. Uh, Harry would know that his machine wasn't up to, up to, up to doing what it actually accomplished. He would know that. Absolutely. So I was, yeah, I was going to be really disappointed with him if he hadn't stopped Cisco and said, look, man, you need to look into this. But sure enough, the show does what we expect of it. Overachieve every day. <laughs> I thought the guy that played Mirror Master was a little over the top. Oh. <laughs> Get it over the top. That's pretty good. I mean, it's not, but but I still like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So 
I'm going to have to side with Barry and Joe on this. Iris is kind of being ridiculous. Because <laughs> I'm like, you guys have spent your entire lives as brother and sister. Can you just be okay with them being weird with you guys making out in front of them? I just, you're going to need an adjustment period. You're going to need an adjustment period. She's getting all like, oh, you guys are so immature. Just talk about it. Like, no, no. This is <laughs> a guy who has to, this is the guy who has to go and tell his father that he's making out with his sister. Okay, Can but in, in every second? version we've had, I don't know if they've ever discussed this, but it used to be in, in you know, Timeline 1, Earth 1 and everything. Mm-hmm. Joe and Barry had had many discussions about his feelings for Iris. And on several occasions, Joe had actually told Barry to go tell her about his feelings. So, like, he's sure. been... If this universe had the same conversations, he's been pretty prepared for this for a while. No, no. But actually seeing it is ha- different. Having that conversation is different than walking in on your adopted son on top of your daughter. I Very different. Agree. And by I the just, way... Actually seeing it, it's going to be a... Did you catch Barry putting that pillow on his dick? I did not catch that. <laughs> but... <laughs> But that's hilarious. <laughs> when he, Yeah, when he's on top of Iris, and then Joe comes in, and he, like, flashes away and then comes back, he's, like, he's got a pillow on top of his crotch. Like, he very, like, very obviously grabs the pillow and shoves it on top of his... Uh... That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, nothing Joe. to see here. Hey. We're just having a... I wanted him to do in that scene when, when he... Everyone leaves him at the end of that scene, right? Like, Iris gets annoyed with him because he's, he's acting weird, too, and then Joe obviously came home and went uh 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 and went upstairs. Uh-huh. Um and so he leaves and it's just him with the beer and he like drinks the beer and I really wanted a line where he looked at the beer and went god I wish this still did something. <laughs> That's good. I guess they didn't have time for that. Um but all of Iris's insistence did get us to one thing. Um Barry's going to find his own place. Mm-hmm. And it got it got me to the line that uh, Joe had a couple of great lines this this Week one when they're talking about the the wormholes and the reflections and he says I can't pretend to understand or care about the the science of it. Mm-hmm. That was Before, amazing. Uh, I wrote that down. <laughs> but the best one for him this week. Uh, we're gonna miss you, but damn, you grown. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I mean, we're gonna visit and everything, but I want my house. Yeah, that was good. Super impressed with that. And we're getting, we're getting, we're creeping ever, ever closer to, to Caitlin not being able to keep her secret anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if I remembered correctly, I don't know if it's still true of this timeline. Barry had his own place and then moved back. Uh, I remember something like that, but I can't. For my life, I couldn't tell you when and what circumstances. Hmm. Because there was a whole thing about, or maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't move back. I thought he moved back though for some reason with Joe. I don't recall it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, somebody out there let us know, because I'm yeah. pretty sure that happened. But um, I like the infinite reflective loop. That was a cool trick. I meant that to look up. The, they, there was an effect they named. I meant to look it up to see if they were... Um... Uh, the Drosta effect, I think it was what it was called. <sighs> Maybe. I kind of... Every now and then this happens with the Flash. I'll mean to go back and do something, but then the rest of the episode is kind of so good that I just keep watching instead, and then mm-hmm. forget to go back. That's a real like, thing. I should totally, I should totally pause that. And, oh, never mind. I'm going to keep watching. Yep. So many notes undone. <laughs> yeah, the Drosta effect. Infinite series of reflections, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, the effect of a picture appearing within itself. Yeah. Okay. Well, good work, show. Keeping your high-end sci-fi antics loosely connected to real things. Good work. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! Research. Mm-hmm. That thing we don't do enough <laughs> of. <laughs> 
Uh, what else we got? I got nothing. I mean, I'm there's Kate, Caitlin at the end. Bethany pointed out that it was ridiculous that she had a pair of scissors that close to the sink. That is um, a good. That is a good point. Can't imagine. You know, I meant to. I did mean to look this up. It's like she just has a big old pair of sewing shears right next to her faucet. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, um, I, I I have an actual pair of clippers that I like hair clippers, actual clippers, the things that you mm-hmm. never actually see in a show when someone does the hair cutting scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the stuff they use in the in a television show or movie when you when you go to cut hair, you pull out these like comically large. Mm-hmm. Like, these are stabbing scissors. They're not real. <laughs> DCS stabbing scissors. Seriously, it's like fabric shears, man. Um, I actually have a pair, but it, it, you know, if I walked into my bathroom right now, it'd take me like two minutes, two full minutes to access it. Hey, Martha, bring me those stabbing shears. Bring me my my gutting scissors. Right. Martha, awesome. where are you? Why did you say that name? Ah, yeah. Shit. Oh, uh, you did it to yourself too. I got nothing. I can't save I you know. every time. <laughs> I had to. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take a lot of lipstick to cover up her lips too <laughs> why would like, you cut your hair just tell people tell people you just dyed your hair or just actually dye it re-dye or it. just actually dye it yeah head to the store get some dye and some some different colored lipstick and i mean you're gonna want to you're gonna want to apply something kind of kind of dark i'd think over that blue my question is why is she trying to hide it hey, everyone on the damn show is a meta at this point who cares I, well, that that's the part we've never understood. Like, if if I suddenly manifested superpowers, I would I'd be in the middle of the street screaming about it. Which is one like of the gathering really crowds enjoyed... around. Look what I can do! Right. Which is one of the reasons I really enjoyed Legends. Like Nate's reaction to to being a superhero was just exactly what I wanted. Just right. Exactly what you really would do. <laughs> yes! I would be. I, I I swear to God, I would be renting like those planes with the banners that come out of the back. Jason mm-hmm. has superpowers now. Please contact at so-and-so if you need saving. Well, I mean, we wouldn't do that because you'd have to think about, like, what is the government going to do to you? You know, you don't I would not have, in my excitement, I would not have the, the restraint. No way. Yeah, I would. I'd be terrified <laughs> of what the government was going to do. And depending on what the power was, um, I might also be thinking, bring it on, government. <laughs> all right. I think that's all I've got, though, on this episode of The Flash. Yep. Loved it. Let's do it again next week. As always. Guys, thank you so much for listening to DC On Screen. You can find every episode DCOnScreen.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever pods are caught. Proud members of the Giants Has Team Up Network, GiantsHasTeamUp.com. We're going to be coming back with a super spoilery review of Arrow 504 Penance. Until then, keep some DC on your screen.